All right, it's your boy DJ Cyclops here, and with another edition of After the Music Stops right here on Hicks Cartel Radio. And today we have a lovely lady that I met just a few months ago. And um, she's, she's taking over everybody's radio station with her show, The Groove, and now her new show, The Nightcap. And uh, she's, uh, like I said, she's taking over airwaves. We have one and only Tiffany Real. How are you doing? I'm good. I don't know if I'm taking over the airways, but <laughs> you are taking over the airways. Like, and we're gonna speak it because we already on what? How many stations is it? Six. 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 Five or six. Look at something. that. Look at that. We need one more for completion and another one to new beginnings. So let's go. Yes, there you go. So, we, we, yeah, we're going to speak that and we're going to take a while. I want to see you in like 15 different stations in like two two more weeks. Watch. Oh my gosh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you doing? How, I'm, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for um, inviting me on your platform. Yes, ma'am. Well, you already part of the family, you know. You part of the mob family on Hicks Cartel Radio. Thank you. She is one of the. Um, she has her Saturday morning, uh, Groove Edition, and then she has late night Saturday nights with the Nightcap. The Nightcap. Yeah, that just premiered this Saturday, and boy, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Nightcap later on, but. For right now, let the world know who Tiffany Real is and how she got into the radio personality. Well, I'm Tiffany Real. Uh, I'm a published author first. I have a book, The Mind and Soul of Tiffany Real, that came out in 2010. And I I always thought I was going to do a podcast, maybe, because I, uh, I guest hosted some um, podcast and some internet radio shows. And then um, I used to do a show on Facebook Live with Pastor JJ, who I also do the groove with on Sundays. And so podcasting was like in the future, but I kept procrastinating about it. So three years ago, a radio host by the name of Ray Daniels he um, hit me up on Facebook and was like, yo, you got a dope radio voice. Have you ever thought about doing radio? And I was like, who the heck is this dude <laughs> in my DM? Because I don't like people just sliding in the DM. Exactly. So he would call me on Messenger whenever he'd be in a meeting. He said, doesn't she have a great radio voice? You need to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Ugh, boom. So then about two years ago, a little over two years ago, we met in person and I wasn't really feeling him. You know what I'm saying? I, he, he, he sounded like a used carsman selling a lemon and I, and I wasn't with it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't with it because at the time, like I said, I wasn't thinking about doing radio. Yeah. You know, so then last year he reached out to me on IG and he said, could you just do you know, I know you're on the road and everything. Can you just do a segment about eight minutes long, Monday through Friday? And that's it. I was like, okay, that's harmless. And he was like, just do what you do on Facebook. Nothing more, nothing less. I did it Monday. I did it Tuesday. Wednesday, 
I went into the studio, co-hosted, and then Thursday I was co-host slash show producer. <laughs> and so I did that for about four months. And last November, I left the show. And January 3rd, I started The Groove with Tiffany Real. And it's been on and popping ever since. Nice, nice, nice. So January 3rd. Yes. And what is with June 6th. So you just celebrated six months. I did. I did. So yes. How has how has it been doing your own show, and like, what are your highlights and what are your and what are your takeaways from the show? Um, my highlights is that I'm able to basically do whatever I want to do. I'm able to talk about whoever I want to talk about. I've been able to interview people who are a part of my musical top. I mean, Lifeline, and that has definitely been a highlight. Um, I also became um, program directors of three stations. Now I'm back down to two, thankfully. (laughs) And it's a lot of hard work. You know, it's really a lot of hard work because I learned that I'm a control freak. And so things that take, that should only take me about an hour, usually takes like two to three hours because... I want to control every piece of my show because, you know, my name's on it. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, what has been like one of your favorite episodes so far? My, I guess. mm. (laughs) So I guess all my favorite episodes are the ones where I get to interview people from my musical lifeline, my musical past. My favorite decade in music is the 90s. So being able to interview, you know, MC Shans, Mokin Steph, Gina Thompson, High high Five, um, Men at Large, you know, it, it just, to be to be able to talk to those people when you listen to them like heavy it's not like and you know the songs you know everything except their social security numbers like I really (laughs) listen to these um these artists and you know for them to tell me oh I can't forget my first guest Cujo Goody from Goody Mob he was my first guest and I told him I said you know we can do it over the phone. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm going to come to the studio. We're going to do it right. We're going to, you know, and, you know, he came and afterwards he stayed for like 40 minutes. We chopped it up. And now, you know, I have some new projects coming up and, you know, all I have to do is pick up the phone and, you know, he's right there. So um, it's been really a great experience, but I think the most important thing for me is building relationships with people. Yeah, I don't. I don't want people coming on my show and it's like a one night stand. No, we in a relationship. You know, I want you to come back. I want to be able to call just to check on you, not for anything, just to check on you, see if you're okay. You check on me to see if I'm okay. You know, that's the type of um, environment that I have on my shows. Gotcha, gotcha. And, you know, it's um, it's crazy that you say that because I had a conversation with somebody 
like a month ago, like I love building the relationships with the people that I interview because mm-hmm. like, you can just call them up be like, hey, I'm doing this type of project and they're on board with it. And you know, right. so, you know, and then with me interviewing people that I grew up listening to, yeah, I'm a 90s baby, but I was still like, you know, 2000 that you know 90s 2000 that's my era so you know mm-hmm. interviewing like people like jay holiday and 69 boys and maya was just like oh okay like i grew up listening to them now i actually can sit here and interview them and i wouldn't thought in a million years i'll be doing what i'm doing right exactly and i'm like Thank God I listened to this music because I would hate that <laughs> not know these. You know, you know, but exactly, it, it, it's exciting when you actually know the people you actually. Because one thing about music, if you don't mind, is music is a healer. Music is your friend. You know what I'm saying? Music will stop you from jumping over the ledge. You know what I'm saying? It'll put you in a nice romantic mood, or to get you hyped for a fight. You know what I'm saying? And so. To be able to interview people that are a part of that, you listen to certain songs and you remember where you were when mm. that song first came out or where where you bought the album or something like that. The digital kids don't know about buying albums out exactly. the record store. But, you know, The Chronic, I remember the store. I remember walking to the record store to buy The Chronic when it came out. I was so excited. And that's one of the only albums I still know from the front to the back shoot well albums i came in cassette tapes so <laughs> you know we had even kids now that like, was a cassette tape like, right yeah. like so you know it's it's refreshing when you like you said you can remember when you first heard that song when you interviewed this person like when i did a 69 boys i said man i was in kindergarten doing the Tootsie Roll at a talent show with my whole class. And I'm like, yo, kindergarten? I said, yes, kindergarten. Don't, don't judge my age. Like, lies we tell. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then when I was talking to Jay Holiday, I was like, man, I was in high school when Ben came out. He was like, yeah. I was like, he was like, wait, high school? I was like, yeah, don't mind. Yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, because you because you came out the womb with gray hair, so you know, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. I got you, so, I got you. <laughs> so you know, it, it's like people like, oh, okay, you're young. That's like, yeah, I'm young. I just have an old soul, mm-hmm. like, and you know, um, but even though I was a '90s baby, I still grew up on older music like the Temptations. The, um, um, George Clinton, all, all that type mm-hmm. music, you know, that was me because my dad was a DJ, so I heard all this stuff. Right, I wanted so, to be a DJ. It's not hard. It is. Oh. It is. Don't don't make light of it, DJ Cyclops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because you've been doing it for a long time, don't don't make it seem because you got a lot of bootleg DJs out here today. Because mm-hmm. what you just said. It's not hard. The lies you tell. If you're going to be a great DJ, it's work. It is work. It is work. You know, um, I've been doing this for 12 years. And, you know, I'm still learning each and every day. But people don't realize it's not as hard as you think. Yeah. Stop saying that. You know, Stop saying that. By the end of this interview, there's going to be 10 more bootleg DJs because you keep saying that. Don't do that. You know, because like I said, now, all right. 
the behind the scenes work, mm. that's where it's hard because that's where you got you got to actually sit down, take time out to get all this music that you have for a gig. Like with me lately, I've been having gigs like every other day to where it's like so hard to get each playlist for each gig. I'm like, okay, I'm about to recycle, <laughs> like because it's you know it, it's so hard, but um. That's where the hard part comes in. Now, when you're out actually DJing, that's the easy part. Okay. That's the easy part. Unless when you get those people be like, hey, can you play this song every five minutes? Like, oh, I don't want to do requests. No, that's right. <laughs> but no, like, that's the easy part because then you're in like a zone and you just like let loose. And, you know, you're like a different person. But like I said, behind the scenes work, that's where it's hard. So let me let me clarify that. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to the extent, okay? Everybody's not built for this. That's That's, all you got that right. Like, <laughs> everybody's not built for this. And, you know, like I said, I've been doing this for 12 years. And like I said, learning stuff still to this day, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have known that when I first started. And it's the same thing with radio uh, personalities. I've been doing interviews this for six years okay but i started off just doing gospel interviews i stopped for like three years and then i picked it back up when i joined fleet and like i said when i first started with gospel i was like oh this is easy like i have free reigns to do whatever i want to do when I went to Fleet, it was like, oh, I got a structure of what I have to do and what to say, how to say it. And I was like, okay. But when I got my own show, like you said, you have more free range again. Mm-hmm. And you can do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, I, I love doing that now. And, you know, just by um, doing the interviews, I get to sit down and talk to people like you that's in the same field and be like, hey, okay, what 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 do you see that's going on in this field that I might not see? You know, we have conversations off air and I'm like, okay, you know, you help me, me help you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's just, um, it's refreshing when you have people in your same field that you could pick up the phone and say, Hey, I need help. Right. So, yes. So, okay. Let, let's go. Let's go back some years. Let's go back some years. Let's go back because you said 90s, you know, that was your era of music. So, who was you listening to heavy in the 90s? <sighs> So the 90s is when you really started to hear Black, for those who don't know. The 90s when you, is when you really started to hear Black radio, like all the time. Yeah. Because prior to, you would hear mostly Caucasian. So we got the rock, we got the pop, we got, you know, and Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, those are the ones that actually broke those barriers. Prince, of course, broke those barriers. But for the most part, um, where I was from, 
you only heard like hip hop and really great R&B like on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So um, the 90s is when you started to hear R&B music, hip hop all the time, you know. So in the early 80s, you had your, um, I used to listen to High Five all the time. Boys, the men, they lived on the radio, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were always on the radio, okay, you know. I, I think that's why that's my all time favorite group because I heard them all. Time. Mm-hmm. You got the Tony, 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 mm-hmm. SWV, you know, uh, uh, Salt and Pepper. Every, everybody. I mean, I listen to just a little bit of everybody. I loved everybody, you know, and, and it to me, the 90s reminds me of Motown, the Motown era, era, because everybody that came out on Motown for the most part was hot exactly. because they trained them. And you wasn't going to come out until you were going to have a hit, a smash. You know what I'm saying? So the 90s for me is like a a decade of Motown. You know what I'm saying? Because just about every group that came out was popping. Men at large, you know, still all of them guys. So. Yes, yes. Men at large. uh, Mary J. Blige, Father Mm -hmm. MC, Jodeci. You know, the 90s boy was banging. Yes, that's why, even though I'm an 80s baby, I'm, I'm on the cusp. I'm on 89, 89, 89. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to edit that so y'all won't hear how old I am. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, 90s was, you know, I feel like the golden years of music. That's, that's mm-hmm. So, but, okay, so you, you had a little, you, you had like a gumbo pot because you had a whole lot of, People that you were listening to in the 90s. Usher came out in the 90s. 90s. You know, Donnell Jones, when he first came out and he did the rendition of Knocks Me Off My Feet by Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I mean, the 90s was banging. Okay, all right. You you talked about one of the songs that we have debates about in the R&B division, Athlete. Who did it better, Stevie Wonder or Darnell Jones? I'll say Stevie Wonder. Okay. okay. But there is a song that the second group does better of another song. Um, All I Do Is Think Of You. The oh. Jacksons did it first. Yeah. Then Troop did it. Troop did it. And Troop yeah. knocked it out the box. I and think then, it, was, uh, it was four people that did that song. Because I remember mean, it was Jackson Five, it was mm-hmm. Troop. Then it was, I don't know if you remember Corey. Yeah. And then B5. Right. But to me, Troop gave me the goosebumps because that was, it was the most like it, but it just sounded, it just sounded whole because the whole group, you, you can hear the contribution. Mm-hmm. Whereas when Michael Jackson, when the Jacksons did it, you know, their background vocals weren't as strong as, you know, they evolved in the 80s and the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, but, and then intro did Ribbon in the Sky. Oh, now, I like, I like their rendition yes. <laughs> better than Stevie Wonder's. No shade. Yes. Stevie Wonder. Like, I love intro's version. And people be like, don't play the original. No. No, <laughs> no I, I love intro's version of that song. I don't, I don't know. It was just... 
Yeah, I think it's head. because their voices were so deep, and when they go rip, then they go down. It, it just does something to you, like mm-hmm. And then uh, I think Drew Hill did um, what's the name of the song? Uh, uh, Goodell's did it. The Delphonics did it first. Dang. Uh, love, uh, no, not love. We use wrong. Um, the love we had. The love we had. Um, Drew Hill did that. I like Drew Hill's version better. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know who the Delphonics is, those are anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, okay. Let's let's add, let me ask you this. Yes. When did you fall in love with music? Um, before I could remember. Because I was told that, you know, I always love Michael Jackson. So he's been in my life all my life. So since I was a little kid, up until today, you know, MJ, that's my dude. So I always love music. And then, you know, I used to get the magazines. Like I said, I grew up at a fun time. You had the record stores. You go and go through the records. You know, you knew when somebody's album was coming out because they had the posters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, music was fun all the way around. You know what I'm saying? And you couldn't help but be a part of it. And then I grew up when I'm basically the same age as hip hop. So that in itself was exciting. You know what I'm saying? Um hit Z89 in Syracuse, you know, every Friday and Saturday night, they played hip hop. So you got to hear um, KRS-One and um, MC Light and, you know, you just, um, Sugar Hill Gang and stuff like that. Rap, hip hop was exciting. You know, you got to go to the, my grandmother who didn't even listen to hip hop. She bought me my first rap record, Raising Hell by Run DMC. And I couldn't oh, wow. believe that I was playing that in my grandmother's house. I was so excited. Like, Nanny bought me this album, one. And then I was playing it in her record player. Lord, that, that was the truth. Wow. Man, wow. I just love music. I always have. Like I said, it's your lifesaver. It, it's, it's everything. When I was suicidal as a teen, um, Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation album, Living in a World They Didn't Make, you know, that album get, got me through. I used to listen to it every day on the way to school, and she saved my life. You know, I love music. I love music. Man, you know, it, it's weird. I remember those posters that it said the date of the CD, uh, the album was coming out. I was like, oh, yes. Like, yes. I, I look forward for those days. Yes. And like, yes. And, you know, it wasn't no new release Fridays. It was on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all don't remember those. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I used to, yes. But see, I grew, like I said, I grew up in a house um, where my dad was a DJ, but my grandfather was a pastor. Mm. And so, you know, it was just like, I can't really listen to all the stuff I wanted to listen to because I, I couldn't play in the house. Mm. So, you know, going out, you know, with my friends, I was like, yes, I can hear music. Now, when I first came home, my, uh, my sister's ex-boyfriend at the time, um, he brought me the 
tp2.com. See. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't care what Arkansas did, whatever he did, did what he did. But I love his work of music. Like, mm-hmm. And you know, and I was a big R. Kelly fan back in the day. I still yeah, him. yeah. I love his work of music. I bought my grandmother her first R. Kelly CDs. I I got her the Love Letter CD and the Write Me Back CD, See? and she she loved them. And you know, and I I was I was happy. I was like, yes. And you know, at that age, some of the songs I was singing, I didn't know what I was singing about. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then. My mm-hmm. mama heard me playing one of the songs and she took the CD and I didn't get to see the CD for years. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but I never understood like why my, my music's being taken away. And I'm like, okay, but my sister's over here listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what's, what's the difference? Right. I, didn't, I didn't know there was a difference between clean music and uncut music back in the day. I thought all music is one big thing. Mm-hmm. So he bought me the parental advisory CD. I didn't know. <laughs> so I like, yeah, some of the words I was singing, I was like, I don't know what this word is, but I'm going to sing my heart out like he did. Uh-huh. So um, that was one of the CDs. And then it was a Paul Wall and Chameleonaire CD. Okay. And because I, you know, I'm I'm Houston, I'm not Houston raised, but like I I was raised off Houston music. Okay. So you know, when I heard Power Wow Millionaire, I was like, yes. I was 13 and I still couldn't listen to that CD. I was like, man. So you know, but I I love the different styles of music, and I think that's where I fell in love with music was just listening to different styles and like. Oh, okay. So they're not doing it just like them, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in the nineties, with okay, Boys to Man, Drew Hill, Jodeci. I was like, oh, all these boy groups. That's all they got. But then I started listening to music a little bit more. Ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. I was like, ah, oh, this is where all the big stuff is. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was just like, okay. But I think I think I like you. I fell in love with music from the womb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, first, my first song was Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> oh my God. You be telling <laughs> lies on your show. No, you know, I'm no, Tiffany but, Real, not Tiffany Bootleg. You can't be telling <laughs> lies around me now. No, Vanilla Ice was my first song that I, I love. Like I bumped that song forever. <laughs> Like Vanilla Ice was by Dude. And then when I saw him on Ninja Turtles, I was like, yes. I'm showing my age again. But yes, <laughs> but yes, Vanilla Ice. Um, I was I was a big fan of uh uh BBD. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Michael Jackson, like I think everybody is. Yes, they um, should be. Yes. Um but like I said, I grew up with my dad to where I was listening to oldies. Like, like I said, the, the Temptations, the, the the Whispers, the Gatsby, mm. all of them, I was listening to at that young age to where I, I had an appreciation of music. Right. And then in the 80s, um, for those of us who remember, because you're only 12 in dog years, um, <laughs> 
in the eighties, you had a lot of um, old and old singers putting out music like Aretha Franklin did um, New You're Waiting with um, What's His Face with George Michael. You had a lot of young and old work. She even did um, A Rose is Still a Rose with Lauren Hill. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the older artists had big hits, The Whispers, Rock Steady. You had um, um, the, the Pips lady. What's her name? Gladys Knight. Oh, she had you. hits. Um, Patty LaBelle. So you were able, the young people were able to get a new taste from the old heads because they was everybody was popping in the 80s and 90s. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. could almost do anything. Shoot, Patty LaBelle did um a song with Big Daddy Kane. So they were blending the generations together and it was a beautiful time, really. Yeah. And the only one that I know who really does that on a consistent basis now um with the old heads is Chris Brown. It seems like he always tries to include older artists. He did a um, song with Juvenile. He -hmm. did the, you know, um, Look At Me Now with Busta Rhymes and uh, Wayne. You know, he always, you know, stays connected to the young people. And see, a lot of people don't know he did a song with Keith Sweat. Yep. Mm Yep, yep, for those who don't know. Am I taking over your interview because... No, no. Okay, good. I told you this is a conversation. This is all it is. It's not a... Like, I, I told you it's going it's going to be a conversation. We're just going to have fun with it and everything else. So, no, you're not taking... Okay. I like interviews like this. I do. Like, you know, it's... It's, it's interesting, to, like I said, to hear other people in the same field to talk about some of the stuff that you love and then... Then you have those interviews and just like, yes, and you don't want them to end. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, so you, I, yeah, I like this interview so far. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so um, but let's go back to the music being a therapeutic because like I said, this is after the music stops. Mm-hmm. So we, we go behind everything behind the music. So you said in your teenage years, Music was like your therapy that mm-hmm. got you through a lot. So would you like to elaborate on what was going on and how music really did help you? So I grew up in a very abusive household, emotionally abusive and physically abusive household. Mm-hmm. And so music was my friend. So um, I was on my own at 15 and music was the the partner, it, you know, when I was having bad times, you know, Michael Jackson, he's always able to put a smile on my face. Mary J. Blige definitely, you know what I'm saying, got me through because it's like she understands. Janet Jackson, as I mentioned. And even when I wanted to get hype or excited, if I might have been depressed, um, R. Kelly's R CD, you know what I'm saying? I put that on and 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 I just get energized, you know. So um when you feel alone or you feel sad, blue, suicidal, whatever that is, you know, people, some people go to therapy, some people drink, some people do drugs and stuff like that. Music has always been my drug of choice. So I think, you know, and then a lot of people, like you said, you started with gospel and stuff like that. And uh, and many people think that gospel you're closer to God if you, you do gospel music or, you know, but the thing is music is a healer. 
-hmm. no matter what said, because you don't know who can bring you to God. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of secular artists do gospel songs. Mm -hmm. And on my show recently, um, somebody said, I didn't know Chris Brown did a song about with God in it. That's right. Because you thought he was just a no good heathen. But if you take the time to listen, you'll you'll find out that a lot of artists, you know, they they give God the praise in, through song. But even if they don't mention God, it's how that music touches you. And there are a lot of secular artists that have saved lives or prevented people from doing crazy things. So exactly. And you know, um, it's weird because a lot more secular artists are showing their, I guess, their beliefs in their music. Um, you got Chance the Rapper, mm -hmm. you got um Kendrick Lamar, you have uh who else, who else, who else? Uh DMX was heavy in his spiritual. Yes. Yes. Uh, who else? You, it, it's a lot of people, you know, that show their, you know, faith-based side. But like you said, a lot of people might not even know about it because they still think it's a heathen song. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I remember when I was telling uh, one of the gospel artists I interviewed, I said, when I started doing gospel music, it was my last, I recorded my first gospel track for my mixtape, which is going to be on the last, last song of the mixtape, because that's how mm -hmm. people used to do it. I don't know why. They put the gospel song at the end. Mm -hmm. you know? So that, that was me. I did that. And, um, but, but, you know, a lot of more people uh, started, like I said, throughout their whole series now, you know. So, um, and like you said, it, it is a healer. Um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's some of the, some of the songs that I listen to that are secular, I can relate a lot more to them. Um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, for those who watched Empire, the first season, they did a song called Good Enough. I still listen to that song to this day. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. People don't, if y'all know the song, go look it up. I'm not going to tell you the whole story of the song, but y'all go look it up and you'll understand like why I, you know, I listen to that song and, you know, it, it's just um, songs like that is like you said, it's healing. And, you know, uh, I, I think a lot more of the R&B music will help you through a lot more times than listening to some rap like you said you want to listen mm -hmm. to rap that's probably you about to go fight somebody or you about to go turn it up somewhere else but you know that r&b music is like okay i could just pick a song that you know what and i think that's what people get mad at me about because i have a song for every situation mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah you know it, it's it's good to have music like that but you know um some people, you know, some people don't even listen to music. And hats off to you. That's all you. If you don't want to listen to music, that's your choice. But, you know, music is dope because when I was married a thousand years ago. You said a thousand years. I would have a playlist and put it on. And my husband knew I was mad. 
you know what I'm saying? I didn't have to say nothing. I just played a song mm-hmm. that expressed everything that I was feeling and didn't have to say nothing. And he would just tiptoe out because, oh, she mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She mad. <laughs> I don't got to argue. I don't have to do nothing. I just played certain songs. And he knew um, I might want to go take a ride or something because, you know, I don't yeah. want that smoke today. And, you know, it, it's weird because I used to stay with my cousin for a while. And I knew exactly what type of mood she was in mm-hmm. by her music of choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, let me not say nothing here today because I, I hear what she's going through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, and then she had music for every morning. Like, it was like different morning, like, because she worked from home. So she had music for each day of the week to where it's like, I knew if I if I went to sleep one night and didn't forgot what day it was, I went, oh, okay, turn up Mondays, let's go, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it's just music gets you through that day. And, you know, um, I, I don't know if it was your show that I heard this on or somebody else's show, but it said, um, depending on the music you start off your day with is going to determine how your day goes. Mm. And, that wasn't me, but it was dope. Okay, so yeah, I listened to some of the shows. It's just like, yeah. So, um, yeah, so they're like, if you're if you have a calm mood and you listen to like good meditation music during your, your morning hours, that's how your day is gonna go. Pretty chill and everything else. But if you turn it up with um crime mob at 6 a.m. in the morning, you're probably gonna have a very intense day because you're probably gonna be on on some type of never level. And I was like, oh. So when I, I used to when I used to drive transit, I used to play happy by Pharrell every morning. I'd be on my bus before I get started and and then I don't dance, but I do my little thing, play the music real loud and just be happy. And then, but that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a short-term repellent. (laughs) That was raid in its infant stages. (laughs) You know, I I hear uh, driving transit, uh, it's very stressful. My dad was a transit driver. and, Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, some of the stories he'd be telling me, I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I really started doing that lately. Just, like, being cautious of what I listen to in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm like, okay, if that is a, a true statement, you know, let me, let me not get turned up every morning. So, because now I'm going to be on a hundred all day. And right. So, you know, um, different days I listen to different music, you know. Um, so, and even going to a gig, I'll have to listen to, I'm not going to listen to the type of music that I'm going to be playing. Right. Because I don't want to hear, oh, uh, let me say this. I'm not a big fan of today's I'll say it out loud. Like, I'm not a big fan of the drill music. I'm not a big fan of, you know, um, 
my mumble rap is kind of fading away. But I would, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of listen to some of that. But all this new rap, I, I can't eat all of it. So I don't listen to it. So when I have to DJ those gigs, I'm going back to my playlist because I don't want to hear this all this music all day and that not. Right. Like, so it, it's just like, uh, I was at a party the other day and I was like, man, this music sounds like I'm about to get high all night and it's mellow out. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm going to do at a party. Right. <laughs> but this is their playlist. So I'm like, okay, but hey, that's what they want. That's what they want. So, you know, um, but so, okay. Let's, let's go high school. Let's go with your high school years. Okay. Um, were you involved in any type of dance team, cheer squad, anything that had to do with music? No. I mean, in elementary school, I was in the band. I played the clarinet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you, I couldn't read a note today to save my life. If somebody put a gun in my head and said, you better tell me what these, I couldn't tell you. But there was a time when I used to be able to read music and play the heck out of clarinet. But no, no, not a. Gotcha. And see, I played band. Well, I was in the band in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. I, I was a uh, percussion. Okay. Uh but I was like diving off a drum line. Didn't know how to read music. I played all by ear. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, to this day, I can still pick up some sticks and play off by ear, but put some music in front of me, like, I don't get me wrong, I know how to read music. I guess, yeah. I always wanted to play the um, drums because my dad plays the drums, but shoot, now I probably get carpet tunnel or something, so I don't no. Uh, the ladies and gentlemen, and she's talking about carpal tunnel. She's probably like 30 years old. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like 30 years old, she's talking about carpal tunnel. Well, like, seeing that my oldest child is 31, that's oh, impossible. Oh, okay. okay <laughs> Unless I gave birth to myself. <laughs> okay, okay, never mind. Hey, hey, okay, never mind. So, <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, all right, so you didn't do nothing in high school with music. Um, so really, Ray Daniels was like the kind of like a push to getting you into radio to where you are today, basically. Yes, yes. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. gotcha. He, he gets all the credit for that. Gotcha. Shout out to Ray Daniels. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ray Daniels. So mm-hmm. Let's talk about this other show. No, no, okay. no. Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about the groove. So okay. for, for people that don't know what the groove is, let the world know what the groove is and what does it entail. So the groove is a show that comes on seven days a week. And I have a DJ, DJ Prince Ice. Shout out to DJ Prince Ice. He opens up my show. And... um with a mix and i have segments one segment is from headphone addict who writes for the griot 
he comes on sometime. He's also my brother, okay. blood brother. Um, okay. We have Keisha, Keto with Keisha. She's a keto expert to help us get into shape because, you know, none of us want to be on my 600 pound life. Um, I have Big Unk. He's a police officer. He does a segment um, on all types of issues, but mostly things to keep us um, out of the prison, out of jail, and how to deal with police. And then we have Mark um, Everett Kelly, and he um, does a sports segment sometimes. He was with ESPN for 10 years and won two Emmy Awards. And so the rest of the show, um, one of the hours is dedicated just to indie artists. And I usually either have a co-host and we talk about different topics or I do the show by myself and talk about whatever's on my mind. So that's the groove. Gotcha. Y'all can catch that on somebody's radio station. On somebody's radio station. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, seven days a week. Seven days a week. And oh, on Sundays, the Sunday show is a gospel-esque type of show. I oh, The tagline is, this is not your average gospel show because Pastor JJ and I go in about all types of stuff that the church would not say oh, amen to. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> And that, I think that's why I gravitated to it because it reminded us, me of my show back in the day to where we didn't care what the church thought. Like, we're, we're telling you what we know that goes on in the gospel community. Like, uh-huh. you know, and I, it reminded me so much of that. I was like, yes, this is dope. And like, that's why she's on free gospel now. Because, yes. Yes. Yeah, I had to make that move. I was like, make an executive decision. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So this is kind of a bad segue, but we're gonna go from gospel to the nightcap. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> no, let's let's back up. Let's back up and talk about the one night stand first. Okay. Let's talk then, about one night stand. Yeah, let the world know what one night stand is. And we so, ain't talking about what y'all think. So one night stand is a quiet storm show. It's an adult quiet storm show. Mm-hmm. And um I have one topic for the night. And most of the time I do it by myself. And sometimes I'll bring somebody on. And whoever comes on is my one night stand for that show. And we talk about different topics. I've talked about, you know, sex toys. I'll talk about whether I use them, if I don't use them, the pros and cons of using them, um, masturbation, all types of different topics. And sometimes I dedicate the whole show to different singers, like I did one for Janet Jackson and Jill Scott, um, Donnell Jones, you know, and it's really sexy, seductive. And um, the slow jams are just the best, I feel. I feel like my Quiet Storm show is the best out there. I really do. And not just because I'm doing it. It's just the the music itself. Take me out of it. And just the slow jams, I think my, I think I'm, I think I'm dope in the slow jam game. 
And, and you know, it, it's weird because it reminds me of Midnight Love if they had a t- talking segment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the day, in the 90s, Midnight Love was right. tough. On right. So, you know, oh, you know what? Let's, let's do it like this. It's a c- combination of Midnight Love, and y'all know what show came on after Midnight Love. It was BET Uncut. Cut. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's a combination of both of them because those are the type of topics we're talking about from the uncut era, but we're playing the midnight love music. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, yeah. And yeah. 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 I just wanted to um, bring sexy back, you know, because people out here having one night stands all the time and, you know, Back when I did my most smashing, you know what I'm saying? It was always the nice slow jams. You know what I'm saying? I used to make slow jam tapes. Smashing. Yeah, my slow jam tapes and CDs and stuff like that. Man. (laughs) Okay. All right. So off the top of your head, what would be the all right, if you had to do a slow jam mixtape of let's go seven songs, what would be those seven songs? Um, uh, I would, it, I would have to have something from Janet Jackson, of mm-hmm. course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a song called Warmth and it talks about giving head. And okay. I definitely would have to have that song. I would, um, there's a right and a wrong, a right and a wrong way by, um, Key Sweat. You gotta have that. Um, Rain, um, SWV, or Ashanti. Um, <sighs> there's there's like a plethora. You gotta have Silk. You know, okay. what I'm saying you gotta have Silk. Okay. And I'm not just gonna say Freak Me, baby, because they got a lot of um, slow jams that you can pick. Um, boys, the man. Boys, the Man has a song called Fifty Candles on mm-hmm. their two album. Mm-hmm. That song is just like mm-hmm. you gonna get pregnant. Yep. <laughs> listening to that song. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got to throw in some Mary J. Blige and KC together. You know, if loving you is all I have to do, you know what I'm saying? It'll give you goosebumps. You know, it's going to take you to that place, you know? So there's there's a lot of songs that I would do. I don't know how many that was, but, you uh, know. I, I feel like that was seven. I feel. Because you, you said... Some of those songs you said two versions of it, like Rain, you said Ashanti and mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. And I, then you can go old school, you know what I'm saying? You can go old school, you can do um, you can even do Patty LaBelle, Somebody Loves You, Baby. Uh, when the intro to that song comes on, oh my god, D- Donnell Jones, of course, you know, who music soul child, oh, the greatest love, you know, just. I love slow jazz, boy. I, I see. I see. TLC got some great ballads. Um, Let's take our time. You know, you got escape. You got man, sex in the rain by um Moke and stuff. I mean, come on. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And yeah, it's uh, it it it's a lot of songs out there. Like you know, uh, you gotta have some jealousy. You gotta have some Jodeci. You know, you gotta have some um 
I, I gotta put some uh a lot of people don't really listen to Maxwell, but I'll, what? I'll, I'll Maxwell I'll, is the man, yeah, he is the put, truth. I gotta put some Maxwell in there. Yep. You, you gotta know? put some Joe in there. You gotta have Joe. And you gotta you have know? Mr. R. Kelly himself in there somewhere. You know what? don't play r kelly because people are so wishy they some people like you play r kelly like so i don't even i don't even play him but if i did play a r kelly jam today i would probably play a whole lot of kisses because that's like one of my favorite r kelly songs it's off the chocolate factory i'll have to play imagine that yeah 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 you got to put some Pretty Ricky in there. You know, maybe. But Pretty Ricky did a song with H-Town and Jodeci knocking mm-hmm. your heels off. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my jam right there. I'll play that all day yeah, long. I don't know that. But yeah. That's right. That's uh, right. See, I ain't a DJ, but I know myself a little bit. Uh, you got, I'm going to go to the other Pretty. Uh, you got to go to Pretty Willie. Okay. Uh, we'll lay your body down. Right. Um, four walls. Yes, he had to go all along for slow jams. Um, yeah. Um, so okay, that was one night stand. Let's turn it up a notch. Let's go to nightcap. Nightcap. Let's talk about nightcap and let the world know what nightcap is. So nightcap is a new show that I created. That's Reminds me of back in the days when you used to hang with your friends or you would have a date. But let me just explain what a nightcap is. So back in the day, if you went out on a date or something and a person walked you to your door and stuff and you have a great, I had a great time, you had a great time and stuff like that. They would ask you, you want to come in for a nightcap? <laughs> and if you watch a lot of old movies, that's what they would do. And you go in for a drink or whatever. And usually you'll talk and you know, listen to music and, you know, just have a conversation. And if it leads to something, it does. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. But um, you had nice music in the background. So Nightcap is a show where I ask four questions. The beginning of the show, the first hour of the show, I play slow jams, but it's not slow jams where you want to really hop in the sack. But the second hour is, okay, the first hour went well. Now what we doing? <laughs> yeah, like a foreplay. Like we're leading up to the bedroom. That's right. Yeah. So, so I asked four questions and every show is going to be different questions. So I'm never going to ask the same questions twice. I asked four questions and each question has two segments. I, whatever question I ask, the person can pass or they can answer. And then I always answer the question too. And it, it creates dialogue. And that's what I wanted to do, create dialogue. Because so many times we're on our cell phones, texting and all that other stuff. I just want to go back to the old school way of communicating. And I feel like the show is engaging because I feel like the listeners will want to join in on the conversation or have conversations of their own with their partners, you know, whoever's, you know, if they're listening with someone. So what do you think about the show? Oh. <laughs> Bob talks about the show. 
Uh, this, well, is <laughs> this is not about me. This is about you. This is about your show. Uh, that you listen to. So. <laughs> all I'm going to say is the, the show was very intriguing. It was very um, entertaining. And yeah. We're going to have to have an after the music stops uncut <laughs> version after segment to talk about the show because <laughs> can't talk about what I want to talk about on air. But yeah. I guess that yeah. means he liked it. Yes, yes, I liked it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And everybody that listens to it is going to love it, too. Y'all make sure y'all listen to it every Saturday night. That's right. Yes, because, as you said, the questions, yeah, will keep you engaged. Yes. And yes. you're going to want to know the answer to each question. Exactly. Like, yeah. So. Exactly. Um, you, you never know who's going to be on that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, like I said, and it's a quiet storm. It's also a quiet sh- storm show, but it's different. You know, I don't yeah. know anybody else doing a show like mine, exactly. but it's different and it's fun. And you got, again, great music. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I'm going to, uh, all I'm going to say is you will not be disappointed. No, you won't be disappointed. Yes. And if you are, something's wrong with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. But this is a uh, disclaimer. Make sure all kids are put to bed when you yes. come to the show up. Definitely. This is not your, this is not a show for kids. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Nor is the one night stand show. Nor is one night stand. Yes. So. And I would like to say that the reason why Nightcap is even exists is because of DJ Cyclops. So, yay! Yes, I put the idea in her head. She took it and ran with it. I didn't tell her how to do it. So, when you hear this show, don't be thinking that DJ Cyclops is coming up with these questions because I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I'll explain. So, One Night Stand was on a station. And they didn't want to share. So, you know, I was asked, you know, you guys asked for one night stand. And so I created something different. And I don't want to say it's better because I don't think it's better. It's just different. No comment. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yes, like I said, y'all catch Nightcap here on his cartel radio at 12 p.m. No, not 12 p.m. 12 a.m. Yeah, 12 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the other station that was on? It is on EAJ Radio um, in New York. And it comes on, on 10, at 10 o'clock on Saturdays. And it's also going to be on the Evening Rush Network. Um, time to be, time and day to be announced. Gotcha. I probably know, but it's not right here in my face. Gotcha. See the nightcap that's poof. I told you about the takeover, everybody's airway. 
Oh, geez. Yes. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I'm just happy. You know, I'm like this. Even when my book came out years ago, if one person listens, I did my job. Yep. Yep. So let's talk about this book because I didn't know nothing about a book. Let's okay. talk about this book. What's the book about? Like, where can you get the book? Yes. So the book came out over a decade ago. So the only place you'll probably be able to find it now is on um, uh, Amazon Kindle, the digital copy. Gotcha. Um, there may be a couple books swirling around somewhere. Um, but the Mind and Soul of Tiffany Real came about because I started posting things on Facebook. And I started with poetry and then I got a, a message from Jill Scott who told me to keep doing poetry. I should do a book of poetry. And I was like, I'm not a poet. So then I started doing other things. I wrote a one page short story that ended up being three to five pages because people were engulfed in <laughs> They just love the characters. So then I was like, I'm not going to be doing this. So then I started writing about different topics, whatever was going on at the time. And I wrote this post called The Perfect Man. And let me go back. So I would write some, I'll post something. I'll leave it up for a couple of weeks and then I would mm -hmm. take it down. And then people would say, Tiffany, you wrote about such and such. I brought a friend and told them to read your post, but it's gone. Okay, cool. So I wrote a thing called The Perfect Man. And people just inboxed me all that day. And then this local publisher, she said, Tiffany, I would do an 80-20 split. You get 80%. She said, but I want to publish your book. I want you to put all this stuff in a book and um, we'll get it published. So the guy that did Judge Mathis's covers and some of Zane's covers, he did my book cover. I came up with the concept for the cover. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like a smorgasbord of everything because I have fiction, nonfiction, erotica. I have everything in there. And I'm going to tell a funny story. So when the book came out, people were at my job talking about the book. And, you know, I got two erotica pieces in there. So one of the drivers said, Tiffany can't write no erotica. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so he got the book. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> this was like, I could only imagine. Edward. So mm -hmm. don't play me, play Lotto. You'll get better results. But yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so yeah. So that's where it came from. Um, on the cover of my book, it's me sitting in the park. And I told Black um, authors, if they gave me permission, I would put the covers of their books on my book cover. And they were like, she is not going to put our covers on her book cover. So I'm sitting on the bench and on the ground is a mural of all the authors who gave me permission to use their book covers. So, and then every chapter is dedicated either to a Facebook friend or a relative because it was Facebook, my Facebook friends that got me to do the book. Wow. Wow. So, okay. So you said that was old, over a decade ago. So mm -hmm. are you in the process of doing another book? No, I, I didn't want to do that one. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I want to, I, my dream is to be a filmmaker, to be honest oh, with you. Okay. Yeah. 
No, it wasn't. Okay. Even though I love music and radio and stuff like that, it was that wasn't the dream. Writing a book wasn't the dream. Being a filmmaker was the dream. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm scared to ask, what kind of films are you going to go into? What kind of what? What kind of films are you going into? Oh, no, no, no sex films. Oh, okay, I was like... <laughs> no, no sex films. I might have some nice scenes, but um, no sex films. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll guess I can make sure, because you know, <laughs> I've seen all sides of Tip with the nightcap and the groove and the mm-hmm. couple it up. No, no so, sex, no sex films, no. But let's go back to this endorsement by Jill Skype. You just gotta walk. You just walked over like it was no no big deal. Um, you had a got a basically uh yeah endorsement from somebody of that caliber of saying, "Hey, do poetry." Like that's pretty. That's pretty a big deal. Like and you know like I'm sure. If Jill Scott would have wrote me a message, probably would have wrote a message back. Mm-hmm. I might have to be in one year. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I mean, first of all, I'm not a groupie. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that I wasn't happy or even excited, but at the same time, it's like, I don't even like poetry like that. So it, it, but every once in a while, a poem will come to me, you know what I'm saying? And when it does, I write it down. And that's how it came about. But at the time, I was like, let me change up because I don't want people thinking I'm a poet. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So even though I, I got that message and I was happy to receive that message and my brother, <clears throat> he ended up interviewing Joe Scott, you know, maybe a year or so ago. So um. Cause like I said, he writes for the griot. So she, she's touching people in our family, like little by little. So hopefully I'll get to meet her in person, but you know, I appreciated it, but I'm not no groupie. So I, I don't really get too excited like that okay. by stuff like that. Gotcha. So let's, let's, let's talk about this perfect man of yours. <laughs> like, okay. What was the perfect man, or I should say, what is the perfect man in your eyes? So in my book, the perfect man is a married guy. Because married men are always kept. You know what I'm saying? Women are drawn to married guys because they tend to dress better, smell better, wear nice shoes. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I was writing about. But... um Because even an ugly dude, if he's married, a lot of times he has himself well put together. And that's what women like, a guy that's well put together. And um, some single guys, you know they're single because they look like slobs. But um, so that's what I wrote about. (laughs) That's what I wrote about. I'm not, I wasn't telling women to get a married man, but in our eyes, a single woman's eyes, the ideal man, he's usually a married guy who's well put together. And you know, I have to say that that's vice versa. I, I, now I'm sitting here thinking about that. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, that is true for God women too, because I'm like, hey, is he married? 
Mm-hmm. And then like, and then we had Dangs and single. Mm-hmm. The difference between the dangs. You, yeah. You, right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. But yeah. But, the, but to answer your question, the perfect guy for me. Yeah. The perfect guy for me would be a guy that accepts me as is. Okay. And I curse like a sailor at times. Um, I have a lot of masculine energy. <laughs> And, um, but I have a sweet feminine side, you know, but I definitely, I always been a tomboy. So that's in me. I'm not attracted to women or nothing. And I'm just straight tomboyish. Um, and I want somebody just to accept me as is because nobody is perfect, you know, and I want the perfect man to be somebody that I accept as is um no matter what he looks like and looks and all that other stuff doesn't matter to me do they um stimulate my mind that's the biggest part you know because after the smashing you gotta have something to talk about you know facts and somebody who understands like i'm in this radio game and stuff like that and that takes a lot of my time so i would need somebody that understands what i'm going through without complaining facts because i'll say i've been in relationships where because of the type of work i do they don't understand my schedule uh-huh. so i'm a dj so i'm normally going to be working at night i don't get done till two o'clock in the morning uh-huh. but you calling me like where you at uh-huh. you know i was at work like, and a perfect Right. And a perfect guy is not a jealous guy because I can't do jealousy. One, I'm in the business that I'm in. So you're going to meet all types of people. That's yeah. that's a given. And some people are huggers. You know what I'm saying? And some people might kiss you on the cheek or something like that. Or, you know, yeah. pull you in. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that you're going to the back room to smash. It just means, you know what I'm saying? That's how some people greet people. And a jealous person wouldn't, wouldn't work with me. This is even before, before radio. You know, I, I can't deal with a jealous guy. If you think that I'm attractive, then other people are going to think I'm attractive. You're attractive. So I know other women are going to think you're attractive. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that comes with it. So I'm telling you. Yeah, it's a crazy world out here in this dating world. Yeah. And I need somebody healthy, too. Like, if his medicine cabinet is filled with medications, <laughs> I ain't going to be able to do it because, <laughs> you know. If he's taking more than three pills... Yeah, because I mean, DJ Cyclops, look, (laughs) if you go on Instagram, right, and you see a lot of the black celebrity, the male celebrities that have died in recent years, most of them die under 60. You know what I'm saying? So if you're in your 40s right now, you got like nine years left. You know what I'm saying? I need somebody that's going to be healthy so we can try to ride out at least 20, 30 good years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And if you got hypertension and you're a limp biscuit because you taking medication, I'm gonna pass on that too. Cause why I got to be a limp biscuit because you a limp biscuit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> gotcha. Well, hey, y'all heard it here. <laughs> I heard what she's looking for. 
So if you got more than three pills, a man's cabin, don't get her up. I prefer none. I'd go keto or something. You know what I'm saying? Do some hey, push-ups. Good. I don't want you on no medications. Hey, look, there you go. So I'm saving you the trouble and the embarrassment because if, if you have medication, she don't want you. That's right. That's right. I don't know how blunt I can be more blunt. And just for the record, size does not matter. So because if you chubby, that's fine. Because I, I got a little chubby chubby about me too. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we gotta be willing to exercise and work it out so that we are healthier, so we have longer life, you know, a longer life together. Y'all hear that? Mm. Y'all hear that? So hey, I ain't I ain't saying what I'm saying. Don't be trying to hit up your hit her up in her inbox. And you uh yeah. Oh, and two more things, two more things, DJ, DJ Cyclops. If you now I know I wear my wigs and things, but if you wear a man weave, I ain't gonna be able to do it because only one wig falling off in the bed is allowed. And that's mine. You know what I'm saying? That's mine. She said a man And if you get your hair spray painted black at the barbershop and that white oh, chalk line, it, like you just died. Yeah, on the last yeah. 40, you got that chalk line where you yeah. dead in the last 48, the first 48. I don't yeah. like that either. I don't like that either. Well, well, she, she, she told y'all what she don't like. She told y'all what she like. And uh, yeah. And y'all know now. Y'all better come correct. Because Tiffany Real will keep it real. And 100 with y'all say, nope, you gotta go. Yeah. And if you have store-bought teeth, I don't mind, but I'm gonna need you to put that... Um, what what is that stuff? The little pink stuff that you put in, so that they stick up in your gums. Because if you start talking and your teeth start loosening up, or we kiss and then your teeth go down my throat, we gonna have a problem. (laughs) I'm just saying. Well, y'all. So I don't know. I don't even know what the good in that in anything she said. Because I heard was don't come. If you got med- if you have medicine, don't come. If you got store-bought teeth, don't come. No, I didn't say don't come. Just make sure your teeth stay up there. Like, I, I don't want to lose. Like, I know a lot of guys, I don't know a lot of people have false teeth now, and that's fine. But I don't need to know you got false teeth. Gotcha. Like, you know what I'm saying? We at the dinner table and, you know, loosey-goosey, false you know, I don't know. And then uh, what else you said? Oh, you got a uh, manly don't come. Um. <laughs> That's why I'm single because. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm in Atlanta. Everybody's spray paints their heads. There is somebody for everybody. Yeah. You just gotta know when that person comes knocking at your door. That's right. Yeah. So. That's right. That's why I'm single because yeah. I'm waiting for that person to knock on my door. And I, no shade, but you got to be black. Well, then you You have, might be able to be Mexican, maybe. But okay, what you now, now you know there's Puerto Ricans and, you know, Puerto Ricans, I consider them black. They black, but a lot of them don't know they black. You know what I'm saying? They live in that American lie. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> they don't all know that. There's a lot of them that do know that, but a lot of them don't know that. 
They be voting, playing white. (laughs) You you ain't white. So if you're not black or Mexican, don't come knocking at her door. Um, Do you have an AIDS preference? I'm letting the world know now. Do you have an AIDS preference? Well, um, I don't want anybody um, over 52. Over 52. Because the AAR the AARP card right. is real. We gonna use the discounts. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be like, um, excuse me, waitress, we got the yeah. discount over here. So you um, social security check at 65, she don't want you. No, I don't. I don't get down with senior citizens now. That, that, that's where I draw the line. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how handsome you may be. I, that's where I draw the line. But the youngest I will go for a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably 42 maybe 42 so if you're younger than 41 uh, 42 don't come knocking at her door either. Not, we, we're not getting married no good, good. we can married. hang out we can hang out though see but that's when alright I'll say it like this when you start to hang out with people and you hang mm-hmm. out on a consistent basis, then that person be thinking, oh, this is gonna go get serious. And then you be like, nah, I ain't getting serious. And you get. What a man child? No. Um, I have a lot, I have I have young friends. They know they position, they know I don't um do I don't do that R. Kelly mess. <laughs> gotcha. So all right, so youngest is 42, oldest is. 52. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. a 10 year range. Hey, it's not, that's, that, that's good. Mm. Yeah. I'm not dating nobody younger than 28. And, Children. And I'm not dating nobody over 50. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like older women. Okay. That's me. So yeah, that's another conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's it, it, yeah. I feel like at twenty eight, you kind of know what you want in life. No, they don't. That's why I said kind of. They don't, and Somewhere. they don't need, and they don't need to be with no senior citizen. They don't need to be with no old head. They need to be with somebody in their age range. That's, that's why I said they kind of know what they want, and then you know. <laughs> The older women, they know what they want. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the older women can teach you some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's why. Yeah. But uh, you don't need to be in a relationship with no child. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So, when I was younger, I tried to date a guy maybe like eight years ago. I tried to date a guy that was like 13 years older than I was. Mm-hmm. And it was like dating my 82-year-old grandmother. Like, you want to go to bed at 8 o'clock? You watching the crime shows all day? You you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. You know what? That's why I said 50. Because some 50-year-olds, they still out there partying and whatnot. So it depends on that person. Now, if you're 58, like you said, at home drinking insure and whatnot, (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's a, that's the fifty I don't want. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 I'm still trying to, you know, live my life. I don't want to be watching Judge Judy and drinking Andrew. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So no. Um. Yeah. But I, I was scared because he was watching the crime show, the crime station. I, I said, "Do you want to kill me or something?" Like you just hey, sitting here learning but, how to kill people. Like I now, don't get me wrong. I watch my crime shows like Law and Order. Um. I watched uh, Criminal Minds. I watched stuff like that. He was watching Snap. I don't trust people that sit and watch that all day. Oh, never mind. Never mind. And yeah. Like, you know. But like I said. Okay. All right. Kids, no kids. Because nowadays it's hard to find anybody without kids. Are you asking, do I... No, I'm asking when you date, because I already know you got kids. Mm-hmm. So, but like when you're dating somebody, you want them to already have kids to where they don't want, like, they won't have to be like, I want kids on my own. And, or is it like, you care less? I'm not having, I'm not going to be with someone who wants kids because this factory is shut down. And if a miracle happens, I'm going to the clinic. I'll let anybody know that up front. Exactly. Um, Mm-mm, no. And I usually I've always said that I would never date someone who has children younger than my youngest child and he'll be 17. But now you got a lot of men having babies like in their 40s. I don't know what's going on, but if it was the right type of situation, the right person, I, I may consider it because I'm not having no more. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, y'all heard it here. As long as me and the the child's mother can get along, because I have to get along with the child's mother. If we can't get along, then no. Gotcha. So if you have a a problematic baby mama, don't come her way. Please don't. Um, (laughs) If you have a child younger than 17, don't come her way. Um, yeah, there you go. So, I'm really all guys know that listen to this show. Yeah, I'm trying to help y'all out, right? Because here's the thing, right? DJ Cyclops, you get with somebody who has children, they get with me, I have children, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to bring no new people into the situation because you got to build relationships with their kids. They got to build relationships and the children have to build relationships with each other. You have a new baby, you bring a new baby in the mix, then somebody's going to get jealous. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel like, oh, that's their baby together and all that other stuff. And then what if that baby's cuter than the rest of them? You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do that. Gotcha. Like well, I know my kids are cute, but what if you got some ugly niggas running around? You gotta make sure that you don't bring no real cute baby into the world and make everybody jealous and stuff like that. So I feel like when families blend, they should focus on building the relationships with each other. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, y'all heard it here first. The perfect man for Tiffany Real, she said it all in that one thing. And uh, if y'all ain't that perfect, don't come perfect. Right. Okay. Well, hey. Oh, wait, wait. One more thing, too. If you drool, 
that's a, that's that's a deal breaker. That is the number one deal breaker because guys that drool not only do they drool, right? They try to switch the pillows. I don't want your nasty pillow. Oh, you talking about um, when they sleep? Oh, yeah, when they sleep. <laughs> I was like, wait. So you just sitting there talking to a man, then just start. Oh no! I was like, oh. If that ever happened, that'd be gross too. But a guy that drools when he sleeps, that is a no-go for me, boy. I did that one time in my life, and he used to always try to swap pillows. No, don't swap pillows. That's gross. So, no. Mm -mm. Well, hey, like I said, hit her up if you got a perfect guy. If you're not, don't hit her up. Please don't. So you probably got security guards looking, looking at her DMs like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> he got too much gray hair. He 85 years old. Uh-uh. Why? No, I like gray hair. I think gray hair on a man is nice. They're distinguished gentlemen. They look like distinguished gentlemen. Well, thank you very but, much. Yeah. Thank you very so much. The gray hair doesn't bother me. That spray, that black spray paint is what bothers me. Gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm talking about the gray hair, the old, the, the, the old, old gray hair, like you 85 year old gray hair. That's, That's gross. Problem. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, well, hey, this is, <laughs> this has been a very interesting interview. We went from radio personality Tiffany Real on to Tiffany Real dating game. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes. Um that could be you never mind. <laughs> uh, all right, so like I said, this has been a very intriguing, interesting, entertaining, engaging interview. Yes, and if y'all didn't know anything about Tiffany Real before this interview, y'all know everything now. That's right, that's right. So, anything else before we get off this call? No, I just want to thank you for um, having me on. You know, I don't really like to be interviewed, so... um, Sometimes you always have to be put in the hot seat instead of putting others in the hot seat. Because I'm shy. And she says this as she just told y'all her whole profile of man <laughs> on the show. And she's shy. I I'm am shy. Man. I am shy. And this is coming from a person that's shy all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm Big shy. time introvert. Yeah, yeah. me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I only talk to people that's in my industry, really. That's really when I talk to people at all. But Yep. So, but okay, well, let the people know where they can find you on all 600. You can find me on Hits Cartel Radio. You can find me on uh, the Evening Rush Network. You can find me on, uh, oh my God, EAJ 1023 Radio. You can find me on a whole bunch of different stations, Evan Vision Media. Um, you can go find me on IG, Tiffany Real, T-I-F-F-A-N-I, Real, C-E-O on IG, or The Groove with Tiffany Real on IG. And, or you can go to my link tree, just type in CEO Tiffany Real. 
and you'll find all the places that I'm at. All right. And don't put a Y to the I. You got that right because Y chicks, have you ever looked at, really looked at a Y, Tiffany? It's something a little off. You know what I'm saying? It's something a little off. Um, the eyes is where it's at. Well, look, I know a whole lot of Tiffany's, and you're the first Tiffany I ever met that had an eye at the end. So, That's right. yeah. but yeah, if you pull up a Y, you ain't gonna find it. You sure won't. You'll yeah. find this white chick, and you'd be like, I thought she was black. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because I had to correct it real fast. Oh, yeah. You sure before did. She, before she even noticed, before she even read my message, I was like, oops, wait, wait a minute. Yep. Like, yeah. we don't do that, DJ Cyclops. <laughs> yes. So, well, like I said, this has been a great interview. I want to yes. thank you for sitting down with us. Well, thank you. Yes. And uh, like I said, God catch him on all those different platforms. But mention that catch right here on his cartel Saturday mornings at, oh, see, my time is different. The Eastern Standard Time is 8 to 12, right? Yes. Yes. So Saturday mornings, 8 Eastern to 12 p.m. Eastern. If yes. you're in Central Standard Time, 7 to 11. That's yeah. right. And all the other times, I don't care. because. <laughs> They're not my shows. <laughs> not my stations. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And then uh y'all can catch her. Uh <coughs> y'all choked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can catch me sat catch her Saturday night at 12 midnight Eastern, 11 p.m. Central. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, like I said, oh, and catch on Free Gospel Radio on Mondays. That's right. At 6 p.m. Eastern. Yay. So, but when we see you at the conference. Yeah, we 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 working on that. <laughs> We're working on that. Uh, we're working on that. A little harder because I, I think you <laughs> voice. So we're going to work a little harder. We're going to get Tiffany really. You know what? I'm thinking about just flying in and flying out. Well, look, that's look, all I got to say. That's come for a day. You're going to stay for all four days. Come for a day. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Network with people. Mingle. You know, big family reunion. You're going to enjoy yourself. You might fly in and be like, you know what? I want to stay longer. Okay, I might. I might. You got to find me, though. You got to find me, because if I got to be there by myself, you know, I'm not going to want to stay. Well, well, uh, all you got to do is be like, Cyclops, I'm here. And I'm like, okay, where you at? Okay. If I grab you, you got to keep up, though. What? You got to keep up. I'm just saying, because I'm... When you're on the committee, when you're on the conference committee, you got to keep moving. Yeah, I'm from New York, so we walk. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so, mm-hmm. all right. All right, so when you get there, I don't want to hear you with that hum pat. Well, oh, hey, we don't sleep. That's okay. Well, everybody that is coming to the conference, prepare not to sleep because we don't sleep. Okay. Yeah, so. 
But alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I'm DJ Cyclops. Cease to be real. This is after the music stops, and y'all never know who's going to be in the hot seat next week. But until then, y'all stay blessed. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-